0: This podcast is sponsored by Infinera. Infinera is transforming network architectures and in-user connectivity services as demand for capacity drives coherent technology closer to the edge at 100 gig, across the metro at 400 gig, and deeper into the core at 800 gig. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading.
1: I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm also an editor at Light Reading.
2: And I'm Mike Benjamin from Lumen. I'm the Vice President of Security and the head of our Black Lotus Labs team.
0: Mike, welcome back to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me. Good to see you both today.
0: So we're having you back so quickly because uh, we have an interesting update uh, uh, on something we last spoke about. So the last time you were on, we talked about a remote access Trojan, a rat. Um, Black Lotus Labs discovered this thing, and you all observed that it was used to uh, used in some, you know, in some campaigns targeting uh, government groups, power utilities, that type of thing. Um, you called uh, this there's a bit of malware you called it a reverse rat is that am, am i correct so far
2: you are spot on i think you should keep going we'll okay. see how much you can remember from here so
0: all right i'll keep going <laughs> <laughs> well actually this is where my memory ran out oh, how
2: no.
0: <laughs> how did it get the name reverse rat i know remote access trojan is the acro- you know is the acronym for rat but but how did it get the name reverse rat and then uh, well, the and then tail's we get where it. the head should be. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It just walked backwards, I guess. <laughs> um, then And then uh, and then let's, because I think it had something to do with the way the, the malware program behaved, but I
2: wasn't a hundred percent sure. So we have not actually described how we gave it its name. Um, and and so it, that's the fun part of working in the threat intelligence space is you get to name things yourself. And so we, uh, we, Th- there's always a debate. And when three different companies find similar things, of course, we give it three different names, just to make it easy on everybody. And uh, so so our name for this particular Trojan was Reverse Rad, named by the analysts who uncovered it. Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, because sometimes, uh, you know, I I know sometimes that do they name things after like their kids and stuff like that? Is that sometimes a a naming convention? Well,
2: you've absolutely got the analysts who come up with fun names or personal names like that. You've got (laughs) companies that do it for marketing reasons, analysts who name it off things they find in the malware. You know, you get the full spectrum in in this industry. And um, then we all like to slightly name them different uh, just to make sure that we don't overlap incorrectly attribution. And so what uh. seems like it should be a relatively easy thing can actually be a pretty tangled mess. Uh, and and the analysts who work really closely together, they know what they're talking about in a you know, one-on-one conversation. Mm. Um, but ultimately, every security company has a bit of a different telemetry on these things, and no one's 100% that they're the exact same thing that we're all looking at. And so sometimes those names serve a purpose when we come up with, you know, one person says it's green, and one says it's spot. You know, th- those don't uh, don't okay. match, but they may be the same thing. They may not.
0: <laughs> okay, oh, I didn't. I, that, that that is interesting. Uh, so there's a, a could be a communications dilemma on top of a technical dilemma, which is uh, uh, both uh, fun and frightening. Why not? Um, uh, so okay, so that's the naming part. Now, how did, well, let's get into how it worked um, and and what what the remote access part is. So the, so obviously they trick people into downloading some bit of malware, or they somehow get some kind of malware on the computer. And then what does that enable under reverse rat? And then I guess we can get into um, you know what what's new or what new capabilities have have been uncovered.
2: So I always like to remind people that while a rat. Uh, sounds like this evil secretive thing that's mysterious. At the end of the day, most people in corporate IT environments use very similar software for letting their help desk people have remote access to the computer and doing work. And so a, a rat is a nefarious use of a pretty reasonable technology that exists in the world. My uh, my wife bought a brand new Dell laptop a few years ago and it had hardware problems. And we, I needed to give control to a remote user so I could validate that I needed a new laptop, right? And that was a really good use because right. my wife would not have been happy with a broken laptop. Um, but in the case of a, a gotcha. malicious intent, you know, actors do a variety of things with it, but ultimately it's, it's meant to be able to control a computer remotely. And so that can be everything from just simple command execution, um, being able to run a command on that remote computer um, through file exfiltration, screen sharing, webcam controls, all of those kinds of things. Anything that you might want to do to a computer remotely fit under the the rat umbrella. And so um, in the original iteration, there was definitely an ability for the actor to control the computer um, and be able to both run commands as well as just overall control of any functionality that it had. The, The new iteration added two key components that were not enabled in the previous version, Uh, First was the webcam control. And so that was not in the previous version. Uh, So the ability to take a screenshot of, you know, or not a screenshot, excuse me, an actual picture with that front facing camera uh, on your laptop. Right. And a lot of hardware, you'll see the little light come on and that might alert people, but are we all really always looking at that? And that's not always turning on in every piece of hardware out there. And so um, that was the first functionality they added. The second had to do with, Um, taking files off of inserted USB drives. And so you think about um, obviously exfiltrating data off the laptop itself would be interesting or the desktop or the server, whatever it may be. Um, That's of interest to an actor if they're after the theft of data or even just telemetry that might allow them further access or further mechanisms to convince people to give them access inside an organization. So data is valuable. But if all you're focused on is the hard drive, you're obviously missing maybe what that user is doing that day when they shove a USB drive in that might have a presentation they're working on. That contextual information may be valuable. And so you'll see actors going off, removable, going after, excuse me, uh, removable media as well. And so that functionality was added in this latest iteration.
0: Those are some pretty, uh, uh, Powerful and I guess scary capabilities.
1: You know, being able to access um, what's inserted in the USB drive as well. That's a whole nother avenue for them. And then the webcam control is always something that I think is a little scary for all of us, especially with everyone working from home and, and constantly using their webcam. Um, I suppose, do you have any thoughts briefly on just. Um, how to address some of these new issues with reverse rat. I mean, I guess a simple one would be making sure your webcam is turned off or the slider is over the viewer. Um any any other thoughts on on what people can do to um thwart this rat?
2: <laughs> so, as with anything in security, there's no one answer, right? I I wish there was that magic answer we could all just do and the world would be fixed, but uh uh, this I, I might not have a job, so maybe that's a, a catch-22 there. So, um, so the reality is um, many layers. So the first is the initial chain of infection is um, multiple executions deep of things that may pose an anomaly. And so in an environment where you have an ability to actually log what's happening on an individual host, whether that be through EDR or through Windows event logging, being able to see that chain of events and then alert on it would detect you to this type of installation of malware. And so seeing uh, a LNK file, executing HTA files, dropping things with persistence, those things aren't things that happen in any environment every day at large volume. And so those things can be alerted and reacted to. And so that's sort of step one is the installation can stand out. Um, Obviously user education sits even in front of that. Don't download the initial zip file, which is how this particular piece of malware is uh, spread. We've all heard, don't download a file, don't, don't look at things. Um, just reinforcing that can get rid of a giant chunk of it. Not all, of course, right? No, no human-based mitigation is going to be perfect. And so detecting that infection chain would come next. And then lastly, you now have a new piece of software that's persisting on a host, Software that runs at boot up, that's not part of your corporate image, not part of your organization standard. Again, those things can be audited, they can be hunted, those things can stand out. Um, and then last, the beaconing back and forth with command and control is another thing that if you're full content filtering, you're proxying your outbound web traffic to look at it, these things can stand out as, well, wait a minute, that's not normal. And so being able to look at it from those various phases can all make it stand out. Um, And that's sort of the organizational security items but then then you're right as a as an average user just on a laptop without a lot of security knowledge looking for the little light on your computer lighting up and then telling somebody if that happens not just ignoring it and say well that was weird and moving on with your day
0: Uh, (laughs) that can
2: definitely not be a good thing. I I don't want that thing taking pictures of me. Right. So um, (laughs) I'm the, the mean boss that makes all my staff uh, join meetings with the webcams on. So we we're all used to it, but Mm -hmm. when it's not on that light, shouldn't be lighting up. So definitely Mm -hmm. as a user being just aware of what's going on. And then, you know, this malware, if it's controlling your computer, if it's taking your files, network connections can get slow the fans can spin up, Mm -hmm. right? Just being aware contextually what's going on can be extremely helpful as well.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I think that also applies just to like, uh, you know, just driving in your car too. You see those lights come on and you're like, "Oh, check engine light. Mm. Well, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's it's certainly, especially with your computer, good to be aware of things that seem unusual. And like you said, the um, that always triggers me when the fan turns on. I'm like, should my computer be jugging along that hard? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I appreciate the the small things that, you know, we can do to um, be aware of, of something that's unusual.
0: Yeah, you mentioned a couple of, you know, things that we're, we're doing. We can do personally. You talked about some things that corporate IT can do, and you also talked about things that happen on the network. So it, it sort of takes all of those things working together to keep uh, you know corporate users and 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 customers safe um, have you noticed uh you know or has has uh, has there been a, a larger than average usage of malware uh, during the pandemic this is something i want to keep coming back to because i think people's habits uh ha- you know, changed temporarily and then they may not, and they maybe need to change back since it seems like a lot of us are going to be working from home a lot longer than we,
2: <laughs> than we initially planned. Indeed. I, I feel like I've been in my box here for, for too long some <laughs> days. Um, so I think at the end of the day, it's it's important to note that um, sophisticated attackers, the people with the means to write their own malware, the understanding to launch, um, you know, whether it be ransomware or, data exfil, these things are not trivial skills that your average person picked up on a Tuesday. And so the amount of people right. with those skills didn't magically change the day COVID-19 you know, spread across the world. And so while we definitely seen have seen a shift in the behaviors, in the techniques of the tools, um, you know, the, the net of it is not drastically different than it was a year and a half ago when, when this started. The um, immediate thing that you saw spin up which happens with any world event, is um, email lures, including information about COVID-19. I, I like everybody in you know, March of 2020, was glued to email and news and wanting to know, and you know what can I touch and wash and where should I go? And you know, we all wanted that information. <laughs> right. So if I got a timely email that looked like it was interesting and through an avenue I might want to read, that would be a great way for an attacker to come after me or anybody else, and so we definitely saw that trend spike um, in the months following that. It's still used today. Uh, in fact, we saw reverse red in the the first research that we published um, include a COVID nineteen lure as a component of how they were they were doing that. So, still happening. Um, it yeah. has slowed down a bit because I think we're all aware. We're also just as human beings we're not as yearning for that immediate news about COVID nineteen that we were in that March April time period last year. So, um, mm-hmm. yes, cybercrime is rampant. It's going to be there. It's not going to go away. But also, our changes in behavior don't drastically change the the ability for an actor group to uh, you know recruit a thousand more people and be effective with those thousand more people the next week.
1: Right. I feel like there's always something that will generate panic. <laughs> You know, like if you know if it's not COVID, it's oh your bank account password was compromised. Right. Click here, and uh, you know I've had friends that have done that and had to you know spend the rest of the day on the phone with the bank. <laughs> like I, I clicked on something I shouldn't have. So there's there's always as long as they can make people feel like there's the time crunch um, to act on something, right. you know there's there's definitely ample uh, ample avenues for them to Indeed. get in. I-
2: I like to tell this story because um, it, it's important. They can just get lucky too. So I, I personally had an issue with my email just a few weeks ago. And I hit send on an email and I use uh, a, a web client for my email. And I hit send and it gave me an error. And that was in the app. And I refreshed my screen and figured out what was going on and hit send and it sent immediately went back to my inbox and the top email in my inbox said, you have an email error, click here to resolve. Well, I just had an e- and I clicked on it. And it was actually a test from my partners in corporate security. So it wasn't a malicious actor. But what if they didn't know I had the, that error? That was complete and utter luck that they showed up at the exact same time. So even those of us that spend all day you know, telling the world, don't do this, that right thing at that right moment can still occur and so that's why it's important to have the actual security controls beyond it that you know human beings will ultimately right. make a mistake
0: mm-hmm. yeah the timing is, is is incredibly uh interesting it's an interesting component of it because I, I note that a lot of uh these you know phishing type attacks of course come through text messages now as well and that's another thing where it's sort of you know they're all timing related they're like oh you know during the workday you get the you know oh i just dropped off you know we we had an error delivering your package or something like that you know and and then click here okay Uh, you know or hey the bank you know something that sounds like your bank uh or sounds like someone hey we're we're trying to confirm your appointment and and your email bounced click here to confirm your appointment it doesn't say what appointment with whom whatever um you you kind of know better than to click on those most of the time, but sometimes it's like, what if I had just had trouble scheduling something or, you know, had a delivery issue. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting how the timing can be, uh, can work against us, I guess.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Send out a thousand chances are one person's trying to schedule a doctor's appointment that day. And that if if they get one person, (laughs) that's money they can make off that one person. Um, Thankfully, you know, those of us that are on the side of monitoring large data sets for threats, when they do it a thousand times, when they attack people the same way over and over again, those things create a huge signal that we can then block subsequently, you know, from attacking anything else. However, actors are smart. They'll send single emails to a lot of different companies that use different email filtering services or different cell mm-hmm. carriers, right? And so depending on the actor's sophistication, you can still get around those things by spreading out the attack, slowing it down, do those other things. Well, one other thing I didn't mention when you asked about, you know, what can we do to prevent this? Um, is Mm -hmm. read the research that's getting published out there, right? You know, the Black Lotus Labs blog has some great articles published on a variety of things. There are many other companies that are publishing great information. So staying aware of what's going on and then asking your specific security vendor, can you block this, right? Keeping them on their toes so that, hey, you know, we we released that reverse wrap blog here a couple months ago. I hope every endpoint client out there can block that now. Now, I haven't tested every single one personally, but I know a number can. A number did pay attention and they did take advantage of that research. The good security companies are being mindful of that. And then the defenders from a corporate perspective, being aware of the TTP